Welcome to That Sucks <laughs> Podcast. Presented by Handshake Media. My name is Troy the Hammer Nababan. It's a stupid nickname. And I'm Dan Cribb. And we're joined by a very special guest on the other side of Australia from self-isolation, Jess Dale. How are you? Hi, friends. Good. You're in Thank Melbourne. You. Yeah, no, in Melbourne, right in the, in the heart of it. It's quite different to where we are in Perth. It's, a, it's so different. It's crazy. It is. It's actually on the other side of the country. Well, also in That's terms of uh, the pandemic. But yeah, t- today's episode is comparing Perth to Melbourne, given that it feels like a new normal here, whereas you're like in the middle of a... Is it is it classed as a second wave? I don't think they've officially called it that, but it certainly feels like it. Um, yeah, things are, have definitely taken a turn for the worst here in Melbourne, as everyone is seeing on the news. And yeah, How it's a bit it, of a, a strange time. So what's the vibe over there right now? I think I was speaking with my auntie earlier today and she just said like she made the point that she thinks everyone just feels sad about it this time. The first time around it kind of was we were all, everyone like around the country was experiencing similar things in terms of lockdowns and uh, and all of that. But this time it kind of just feels like Melbourne's there. We're out on our own and um, I think the, yeah, the sense of community of it has certainly changed a lot. So bit bleak <laughs> yeah i f- i feel pretty lucky being in perth like you know yesterday troy you were playing to what thirty thousand people at the footy Twenty thousand people but thanks for talking it up so you yeah, go i played to twenty thousand mm. people which was sort of well not really half capacity like maybe third capacity of the stadium over here but getting around it was like nothing had happened it's really kind of dumb to describe it like that but i elbowed a few people instead of like shaking hands and that was probably yeah. the main difference. Yeah, I I guess for me actually sorry, we should probably also um give a bit of context here. So I work with Jess at the music.com.au. So stop creating uh, so much editing for me. That is you just you just slot that in <laughs> earlier. We almost nailed the intro. Yeah. Uh, anyway, keep rolling. So I guess for me without you know that connection to like my coworkers on the east coast and the music industry, I probably would have no really no sense of just how bad it is. Um, it's kind of yeah. easy to forget over here that the the world is still experiencing this global pandemic. Like I think this morning I read it was the total number of deaths was 646,000. That's a lot. And that's reported cases, right, and known. So you can only yeah. imagine that figure would be so much higher. Um, so it's kind of easy for us to be like, oh, it's back to normal. But I yeah. mean, yeah, considering that. Uh, according to, uh, it's probably been updated now, but yesterday there were two cases in WA, like two active cases. And it's yeah. weird because, again, like so contrasted to what you're dealing with at the moment, I think it was a week and a half or two weeks ago we had a spike of like all of a sudden there was 28 cases and it felt like the world was over. And then that kind of peaked. There was a few travelers coming back and whatnot. And that was it. And then it's gone down and down and down. It's like, oh, we're back to two. Okay, cool. Like relief has set in. So, I mean, totally. for you guys over there, there's just there doesn't really seem to be a light at the end of the tunnel, right? I think seeing numbers like that with the 28 was where we were at about three weeks ago. And right. it was we'd gone from having such low numbers to then starting to peak back up around that. And that was concerning then because it's like, oh, well, this is obviously getting out of control again. Not that it ever was properly in control, yep. but things were we, were we were able to go back out and see friends and family, obviously all following safety procedures and all of that 
but it's just changed so much in such a short amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. Like over here, I'm trying to remember what the phases were because are we in four at the moment or five? We're in four. It's four. Phase five, I think, is like, yeah, we're back to normal. Back to normal because like four we got, mm. um, like I know gyms were open, for example, not that that means that much, but there's lat, there was like uh, 300 people, I want to say, in like enclosed spaces um, and hairdressers and all that sort of stuff that became open or maybe that was yeah. even earlier than that. So did you guys get to three before it? it kind of closed back down again it was like a similar sort of like level yeah of similar sort of exactly like i think something to preface with it though like before we continue on much more is obviously i think the vibe's a bit different with it this time around but everyone is being or i think most people are being respectful of the fact that it we're really lucky to be in a situation where we are safe and that we have these options for us to take you know mm. like being locked in your house for or not even locked in but to to be told to stay at home for six weeks is I guess nothing compared to being sick and like we're making decisions that keep us all safe and we're fortunate to be in positions to be able to do that so I think that's a really important thing to to note I guess before we talk about it anymore but um yeah I think it just was strange to go back to kind of having things be a little bit normal um obviously you were still limited in um, the space that you would have when you would go. I went out to, I went out for one dinner and one lunch actually, and one other dinner for a friend's birthday. Um, but all very, um, very spaced out at tables. Um, you still couldn't go just to a bar and stand there to have a beer. Um, from what I saw, um, you would have to be sitting there eating. Um, yeah. So it was those kinds of restrictions were still in place, but you could still kind of do the things that you wanted to. Um, as long as you were practicing the safe distances and, and proper hand hygiene and all of that. But yeah, I think just kind of having that change to go back to, um, to this now has been quite stark. So the whole mask situation, what's that like? Because we never got, um, this morning, um, our premier Mark McGowan said that if we have a second wave here, it's just flat out the same masks we mandatory and like for us, that just seems like that's never going to happen. But like you said, in three weeks, so much can change. So what's the what's the whole totally. mask, mask situation like, and like when do you have to wear it? When you know how does that work? And yeah, yeah. Well, at the moment, so obviously the mask became mandatory from eleven fifty nine last Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I know for my husband and myself, we'd been wearing them anyway when we were leaving the house, um, depending on the amount of social distance that we could do. So if I was just out walking the dog, that I wouldn't be wearing it then because I was able to social distance properly from other people um, but at the supermarket that that would be something that we would wear anyway um, but it really was it wasn't until they said that the mandatory masks um, was going to be a thing that people re- like that you really started to see an increase in people wearing them here um, so you'd see a few people it was less than half of people would be wearing them at supermarkets from what I saw um, and then kind of it started going up throughout that week and then probably by the Wednesday night we went to the supermarket and there were still a few people that weren't wearing them um but that was obviously before the restriction came in but yeah a majority of people were kind of wearing them by that point so what yeah, happens now when you're out indifferent when you're out now and you see someone not wearing one what's like what you, what goes through your mind it's so it's pretty strange to be honest. They must um, be going the to other bunnies. day I was yeah, oh yeah. To yell at some <laughs> yell at some retail workers. My goodness. I just don't I just can't understand that behaviour. Um but they it's really surprising how quickly you kind of take 
to get used to seeing people wearing them that it becomes like this shocking thing of like well why don't you have yours on and then you see that the person's smoking or that they've got a coffee in front of them or um but yeah you just it's pretty quick to see like the to adapt to it I guess I read something interesting the other day someone made a point on Instagram about how when we see people that aren't wearing masks that we should look at it from a point of compassion rather than uh like this point of aggression so it's like oh well maybe that person can't afford to buy a mask or they've not had access to one or that they have a medical condition that is restricting them from wearing it so I think yeah trying to look at it from that perspective rather than being like angry or yeah confused about why you know but it is a strange thing it's a strange situation to be in from everything i've seen from america and people not wearing masks it's really as a point of fuck you though so that's surprising like mm. I, I've, I've never didn't even think of it as a um like the p- compassionate sort of way yeah. that, that you're talking about which i mean it could be it could be both i feel like i'm bombarded with more of the assholes in, in terms yeah. of like what gets displayed on social media and the, uh, the totally. same anti-mask, the anti-vax, et cetera, et cetera, like anti-whatever. Yeah, so because of 5G, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. They, so um, do these people, because the, those type of videos, you know, previously if somebody's causing a fuss somewhere or doing something, those videos will surface from people who are on the outside filming. These peeps are the woman mm. who, um, you know, went through the checkpoint um, without answering the questions in Melbourne and then the the woman at Bunnings and then Australia Post was at the mask, they uploaded those videos themselves, which I guess yeah. that, Troy, that speaks to what you were saying about it's not the mask thing. It's probably like if, if um, you know, um, if Daniel Andrews came out and said, you know, everybody now has to, I don't know, wear these like covers on their shoes, you'd have people doing the exact same thing, saying like, no, 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 no. Like, don't tell me. Like, it's not what they're being told to do. It's the fact they're being told to do something mm. is why they're getting up in arms, right? Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so you like, should tell those people not to wear masks and they'll be like, don't tell me what to do and they'll put the mask on. Exactly. Uh, but it's like those people are going to be upset about anything, you know? Like, they're just yep. obviously that kind of person that is only so self-serving. But the thing that confuses me the most with that is like, Clearly, you're a very self-centered person. If your biggest issue is that you've been told to wear or been told to wear a mask and you're choosing not to, fair enough. But like, you're clearly very selfish. So, strictly from a self-preservation standpoint, wouldn't you think to wear the mask so that you're not going to get sick? Don't worry about anyone else if you're that selfish. But like, protect your own self. But I guess they're not working on that any level of logic with it. They don't even believe it exists. There's so many people that still don't believe that it's real. Yeah. Yeah, there was something interesting I heard where people like so a, lo- a lot of other pandemics or um, diseases. There's like the harrowing images of people on the deathbed, or um, you know things that really kind of scare you and bring it, just kind of give mm. it give it a face. COVID, the last you see of a lot of people is because you can't get you know there's not a lot of footage and cameras, and when someone passes away from COVID or as a result of having you know COVID like complications later, there's no like really grotesque imagery that goes with it. And like no one really sees the end result, mm. so it feels like it's not perhaps as real as other diseases or other. In New York, they had like pretty freaky scenes of what were they? They had to like. Oh, get, that was awful. Yeah, that yeah, kind of like brings mass graves home. essentially. That that was like mm. a wall, but there's no. You know what I mean? Like there's no. A lot of people like they go in and they're like, oh, I'm, you know, I just feel a little sick, or they go to the ICU and then you don't hear from them again, or you don't see them again. So it just seems a bit. Mm. It's not as real almost. I think initially that angle around it being something that it's just a really bad cold, like, or that it's just yeah. like the flu, you know. 
and that it was something that just affects old people, I think really confused the messaging initially of, of how serious it was. I think there are a like lot of thinking oh, yeah. back to March that Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of I think but, a lot of people maybe this is a pretty gross generalization, but ninety nine percent of people mm. probably at one stage thought this is just another version of the flu or it's just like the flu because that's what we were sort of mm-hmm. hearing. And until it hit Australia, it was like, mm, that doesn't really impact us. The same way that right now, to us, it feels like it's finished when it's clearly not nowhere near done. Yeah. Because for us, we don't see it or, you know, we can go to, we'll, like, we'll touch on this some more, but I went to a sold out show on the weekend. And I can imagine now you being in a room full of people, Jess, without wearing a mask could probably make you feel very uncomfortable and nervous and... Totally. Yeah. We've just got such a different experience over here. Like even I never thought that in my life it would be at a point where um, going to the grocery store would be such a concerning thing to do, you know, like, and obviously that's a pretty privileged point to live from, but yeah, like even just going to Coles and thinking about who who I'm going to be engaging with there and like, are these people prior to wearing masks, but like, what are people like going to be wearing? Are people touching all these fruit and vegetables that we're going to then eat you know like yeah, it's all you don't about have that, that same thing at Woolworths so that's probably your biggest problem yeah <laughs> exactly that could be and I need to swap that, I guess that kind of ties yeah, into it's the, just so strange. the next point of like how it's affected you know like you personally and other people um mm. like for us there was a period where you know Troy and I were doing our podcast from isolation we're now sitting next to each other but that was like yeah for us when it first started there was no end in sight so we were kind of, you know, you kind of go a bit crazy and you're not, you know, you can kind of mess with your head. Now that's sort of, mm. if, again, it feels like it's over for us. It could turn around in any week or day. But mm-hmm. like, yeah. how's it for you guys over there? Like having this, you know, again, like you said, it feels like everywhere else is like, hey, and you're just like stuck sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest one is um, my parents are actually living over in WA at the moment. So um, good choice. my brother and I both were- yeah, yeah, it was good timing for them, but um, super unfortunate timing in the sense that, like, we just haven't been able to see them. They've, they moved over there at the start of the year. Um, their contract that they were working on um, was only meant to go until kind of the start of August, um, and then they were going to be heading – oh, sorry, end of August, and then they'd be heading back over this way. Um, but it was actually my dad's 50th at the start of May. Um, so, yeah, we have these, like, plans for them to come back over and, like, um, my husband and I were planning to travel over there and see them while um, they were there. So we've just gone, I guess, the longest we ever have without seeing each other physically because they just can't travel here and we can't travel there. It's just, I guess, even from a restriction standpoint, it's like how risky is that for people to be travelling um, from or how risky is it for anyone to travel at this point, regardless of the restrictions, like who are you going to be encountering, all of that, like you're, putting yourself in a very confined space with people. Um, So I guess that was probably the big one. Um, The reality now as well, like my mum turns 50 in September and that's not really going to be a possibility now. You know, I guess when you see people who aren't, you know, who aren't practising social distancing or people who who just are Mm. like pretty like flippant with like, oh, it's not real, like – those people, you know, or people that there was one guy who flew from the, uh, I think it was the East Coast to WA to work um, in Port Hedland, uh, where I believe you yeah. lived for a while, Jess. And yeah, my brother, yeah, my brother was born there. Or was it? It was either Queensland or Victoria. He landed, and, and you know, you yeah. meant to do two weeks of quarantine. He just went straight to work, mm. and they were like, "What are you doing? We know you're from there. You can't do this." People like that who just think they're yeah. better than everyone else. 
as a result, you know, like you're missing out on things like that. People who are having funerals are having, you know, less family yeah. there. And cause some people are just like, Oh, I'm better than everybody else. Which I think that, that really, totally. that does suck. That sucks. That does suck. It does. I think too, like even, um, just things like my brother lives like four suburbs away and I can't see him. That's pretty shitty. What happens when um, you go out? Like, cause I know there's checkpoints. What happens at like, what area are yeah. you in? And if you so say, if you decided to get in the car and drive to his house, what's like, mm. yeah, what happens there? Um, if I got pulled over by the police, then I would get a fine for being outside of my local area. Um, it's not a necessary thing for me to do to go and travel over there. Um, so you're allowed to travel for, for, or you're allowed to go out for four reasons. So exercise, um, shopping, um, like as in like essential supplies, caregiving, and there's one more and I can't think of it right now because um, I'm trying not to leave my house too much. But um, yeah, so it doesn't fit under the four under the four reasons to be leaving the house. So it just I would get a fine if I got caught. Um, but I think just from a moral standpoint, it's like as much as I miss my brother and would love to see him, I'd love to see my grandparents. Like you know it's just not the right thing to do. Like these things have been put in place to keep us safe. And as much as it sucks, like it's just the thing that we have to do to be able to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. The people who like implement, I guess, mm. so is Daniel Andrews taking the brunt of the like hatred when it comes to like, Oh, don't tell me to wear a mask. Don't tell me I can't go visit my family. Don't tell me this. Like, is he the one who's mm. copying it or is like, where are people kind of directing outside of the essential workers who are doing amazing jobs and they shouldn't be attacked? Where else yeah. are these like people directing their hate? towards i don't know i guess is it is it because i know i don't know i think it goes back to that thing like mark mcgowan our our premier he's been doing an amazing job but he released like a letter today um to the west australian just sort of detailing how it's affected him and he had things like Mm. um when i think it was when maybe around late march early april people like driving past his house and like screaming at him and his kids to like lock down the stage and abusing him and Mm. just stuff like that which is kind of which is nuts so i imagine that being in that kind of position would be very very stressful right now totally i just couldn't even imagine that like imagine carrying the responsibility of a whole state's health on your shoulders like that would just be such an exhausting thing to do i think we can all criticize but no one's in that position like we're not making these decisions of the the health of a whole name of a whole well i guess nation on a larger scale but uh, of a whole state it's that would be a huge responsibility and such a stressful thing i think we need to be again it goes back to that compassion though that being angry at each other isn't going to make this go away going back to that personal toll like um we actually had some um one of our colleagues had a baby right uh I guess are you talking about me during the start of this <laughs> well you but also our friend aunt as well um also had a baby too who lives here um but so I'm their baby I think was about four weeks old before I was finally able to meet him properly and so we got a few a few weeks in between where I was able to go and see him and and all of that and then now it's like oh that baby's going to be so big and grown up by the time I get to see him properly again yeah. next. I guess you just miss out on so and much, right? Totally. And I think too, like um, one of the like most awful things I've heard here is like women who are giving birth, that their partner can only be with them um, for the birth and then only allowed to visit for two hours a day 
um, in the time after that it's this restricted time. And I just couldn't even imagine being in that. Yeah, I was pretty position. terrified of, okay, for my own selfish reasons, I was very worried about that because um, Sarah, my wife, yeah. um, our boy Isaac arrived late May. So we were kind of over the worst of it in WA um, at that point. There were still a few restrictions around the hospital, but nothing crazy. But I was very selfishly mm. worried about like, oh, I'm, I'm going to miss the birth of my son or whatever else. But like the reality is I could only imagine if you were a woman giving birth and you were alone, like that would just be so horrific. Terrible. I think, yeah. I think though they, I, I wasn't too worried after a while because in New York they tried it and they backflipped very quickly because they realized that it was yeah. like, I guess it's a human rights issue or something like that. Like it's pretty, pretty mm. bad to have that sort of mental anguish but yeah so you know to, to, to kind of highlight just how different things are from you know in melbourne right now to where we are in perth i guess maybe we'll kind of just run Ooh. through like the past weekend or and you know maybe saturday night and just see because i think that really highlights just how different things are and especially because you, you've just moved as well so i'd love to hear, hear how, like how that went so maybe if you want to start by kind of just saying maybe just kind of give us a rundown of how the the move went given that you have to be doing like social yeah. distancing and all this contactless stuff and then um yeah. maybe just sort of like let us know how your weekend played out you know and how you know compared to how it normally might given that you're an avid gig goer yes true um so I guess it's, um, I was saying to Dan earlier today that moving during a pandemic was something that I never, ever thought would happen for me. Um, but now we have. Um, so we actually moved out of an apartment building to a small, uh, to a smaller unit block, but everything that we, um, the way that we access our place here, we have no communal touch points now. So in uh, our old place, like we would have lift buttons, we would have communal door handles, like all of that sort of thing. Whereas here it's like no one, there's there's units around, but everyone has their own place um, in terms of like opening doors, all of that. So that's been a really big difference, um, I guess, in terms of like day to day for us um in terms of the actual move itself um the company that we used they actually had a fully contactless service so to the point that you couldn't even be in the same room as the removalists when they were doing their work so when they arrived I um popped my head out the front door I left the house open for them with notes all over the wall all over the walls of where things go and then I went and stood in the garage with my mask on um and so when they were needing to speak to me, they were able to stand. I think we probably had, I would say, four to five metres between us, so quite a, a long way, and we were outside. Um, but it got to the end of the move, and I said to them, I asked them if people had been respectful of the, the contactless um, nature of it, and they said that people actually hadn't, which Ugh. would just be awful, that people aren't respecting that. And, yeah, I guess I can. Sorry, when you, when you said like a... A contactless move. I just kind of imagine these guys with a giant skill tester, like picking up all your stuff yeah. and like loading it into the back of a van. So, how in I terms wish. of like not respecting it, how how what were they doing? They said, I think people like being in the same room as them. Um, one of the things that they said was that they needed you to like mark down on your boxes, or obviously like fridges. Oh, obvious that it's going to go in the kitchen but if um you had things that you needed to go in a certain room you had to mark all of that down for them you had to clean all of the things that they were going to be touching as well and then um yeah just totally be removed from it and they said people just weren't following that procedure for them so 
yeah, pretty pretty strange. Bloody lazy. So yeah, and then how? how so how was your weekend? Like your, your Saturday night was that compared to what it, you know post sorry pre pandemic to now? Yeah. I mean, it was certainly huge. Like I went to bed, I think at quarter past nine after eating a toasted sandwich for dinner. And then I watched Restoration Australia on Netflix. So I don't want to say it was a rager, but I also won't say it wasn't a rager. Can we so, just pause for a second? Can you tell me what that show is? Because yeah. I haven't watched it before. Oh, my what friend, are Restoration Australia, heritage listed houses okay. that are basically ruins. Okay. I feel cool. quite passionate about this now. I put, I think I've put four people onto it and obviously okay. now the fine people of your podcast as well. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, quite the show, but because, so yeah, you, so that was my exciting Saturday night. But you, like you, you couldn't go out even if you wanted to, right? There's no, there's nothing or like no. there's nothing to do. Uh, our pubs are closed. Um, live music is off apart from live streamed events. Um, I watched a bit of Delivered Live over the weekend, which was nice too. That was on Saturday night. Get on it. Season um, two is kicking off again. That's a weekly yeah. live streamed, uh, show that you want to get onto. That was my little bit of live music right there. Um, and then what else did I do? I actually was messaging with some of my um, my friends who are also in the lockdown here as well. So just kind of chatting about exactly that, the difference of what the Saturday night is like compared to what we would normally be doing. I was just going to say, even when we did go back to that period, though, in between where um, we could be seeing each other there's been this whole thing coming out of the u.s about like covid pods or like that these are the pods of people that um people are spending time just with a certain group of friends and things like that i guess that was something we were practicing anyway but it's still a big difference of like seeing your core group of oh, COVID six friends pods. to then go yeah i read something i saw people message well, writing about it on um instagram recently and yeah, I think it's like this core group of friends and family that they see and they only see those people so that they have this like contained group of people. I mean, that makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. At least you know where all your points of contact are then. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. So it's a, a, it's a, that's, that's a very big difference from my Saturday night, but I'll, I'll let Mr. Troy go go first. You had a big weekend, didn't you? Um, I can't remember. What did I do on Sunday? Well, uh, you, you can just actually, talk about yeah. Monday if you if you want to no, if can... you want to go straight to the headline gig. No, well, like I mean, Saturday <laughs> Saturday night specifically. I remember I had a rehearsal with one of my bands, and we were just in a room together, three people. Uh, that had all what a luxury, hey Jess. <laughs> that had all done random oh, things <laughs> during the week. We went and got barbecue and sat in a like moderately, uh, you know, medium sized room with probably like forty to fifty other people, uh, fairly close to each other. And uh, yeah, I ate a shitload of meat and then played guitar for a while. So that was my Saturday night. Well, I mean, that kind of sounds like something you do in isolation anyway. Take, oh, us, but, t- take us to Monday night to really. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to prove a point here. Yeah, but you <laughs> take, take me to Monday night. You've already said that <laughs> up, though. So Monday night, which was yesterday, uh, I played at Optus Stadium for the Fremantle Dockers, and I played uh, two songs on the electric guitar. I, I sang one of the songs. Troy as well. stands on the top of Optus Stadium. And plays the bounce down song. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, we will rock you. And so, then comes down and plays another little ditty. I do. Um, I actually wasn't on the roof uh, last night because it was too windy, and they pulled they they canned that idea. So I just played on a lower platform, pathetic. which was fine. But there's plenty of shots of me <laughs> on the on the roof, which is cool. But yeah, I, I mean, I, as I've already said, it felt completely normal, and people were getting around, and there was still people were still trying to be distant and everybody working at the stadium was all masked up and gloves and all that sort of stuff. So it was like, there was obviously precautions in place. Um, getting into the stadium, there was, uh, 
certain forms I had to fill out for the AFL to say that I was clean or to the best of my knowledge, I hadn't been in contact with anyone. That was all these like, I, I would assume legal documents um, that needed to be cleared. I mean, the stadium itself, like did you saw the um, the streaker a couple of weeks ago or a week oh, ago. Oh, yeah, what an idiot. Yeah, but it's $50,000 fined for streaking because- I think you only got like 4000 So uh, a patron decided to do this, to streak across the field. He got caught. I think obviously he got caught. Um, I yeah. think you only got like $4,000 for that. Yeah. I mean, what do they call it? Like, not a COVID-free zone. It's like an, uh, a quarantine zone, essentially. Like only certain people are allowed on there. Um, there was security oh. lining the entire um, thing because, like, all, these, you, all the AFL teams, like, just for yeah, anyone that doesn't understand, Geelong and Collingwood came over from, Vic- I think, from Victoria two weeks ago or a week ago. Um, they were able to play each other because they both came from Victoria, but they weren't able to see anybody else in the state of WA because they were like isolating, essentially isolating together as Victorians, and they were allowed to do that. And then once the two week curfew was up, they were allowed to play the. Um, West Australian teams, but um, yeah, p- particularly before that two-week curfew was up, or two they week, were considered yeah, not curfew, or quarantine was up. Radioactive. Yeah. Well, more or less, you know, you've got two weeks, you don't come in contact with the zones that they've been in or anything like that. It's like a complete quarantine zone. So it's really, it's really important. That's something that the um, WA government has very much enforced. I think the- um, You know like, what would have been funny, sorry, if that guy streaking had worn a mask? <laughs> Because that's, well, it just completely contradicts the, yeah. the the concept of wearing a mask. It's like, okay, you understand that this is serious, but what? Yeah. Well, he didn't, so he deserved to get whatever fine. Mm. Only four thousand. Yeah. They're like up to fifty thousand dollars. It's just a basic human decency now to follow the rules, and because the yeah, parents, apparently not right. Yeah, but I mean the the rule if you break the rules and it can lead to someone's death then that's bad. And and so you should be punished uh, to the fullest extent of the law. Follow the very simple rules. Don't streak. Keep it in your pants, quite literally, for another 12 months. And then maybe everything will pass. And then, and then, and and then maybe again. you can get naked and run around the footy field. Yeah. Just just quickly, though, Sunday, I totally ate a cam and cheese sandwich for dinner. So I'll well, yeah, sympathize on that. And I believe... Yeah. <laughs> What did I watch? I think I watched something on Netflix, but I can't remember what it was. So we're gripping oh, Saturdays and Sundays. Australia. Yeah, because I'm like out of um, Floor is Lava, so now life is meaningless. It's a shit show anyway. It was a great show. <laughs> that was the coronavirus of Netflix reality oh, shows. Oh, I'll cut that out. <laughs> cut it out. Um, what did you do on the weekend, Daniel? <laughs> so I went to a sold-out gig. Does that sound weird, Jess? Going to a sold it just out seems gig, so far away. Yeah, at, a, not only that, yeah. at a new venue, a venue that's just been launched. Uh, the band Gyroscope played, and I was like, "How are they going to? Like, you can't enforce social distancing." Um, surprisingly, when I walked in, people were just kind of in their own little areas, kind of spaced out. Um, when Gyroscope played, there was a bit more of a mosh up the front, but it wasn't anything excessive. Um, and like, yeah, it, it it was weird because. Obviously, if you have one person per two square meters as the capacity, the venue's half full. Mm-hmm. Tro- Troy just rolled his eyes Ooh. at me. No, I was just yeah. trying to like do the nats in my, in my <laughs> Whatever. head. Whatever. Sorry. So <laughs> it felt like they were playing. It, it, you know when you go see like a local band and the room's half full and it feels a bit awkward? It felt a bit like that mm. because the room was a bit spread out and half full, which again, I think is the new normal. F- like we're even lucky to have gigs, you know. Totally. So, so I think... Like the oh, and also the singer of Gyroscope broke the roof. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, I think <laughs> that gigs will be just different moving forward. Like, can you, Jess, can you imagine going to 
a gig again and how that will look like you know the thought of not wearing a mask at a in a packed venue like i said you probably feels like almost terrifying right yeah i think just even the concept of being around that many people feels strange like i was meant to go to the us and go to a couple of festivals in september and that's totally off the cards even even thinking <laughs> those festivals have now been pushed to september 2021 and even thinking that far away with yeah. it it still feels strange to consider going um, just because n- none of us know what's happening, we have no idea about it. But I think even going back to what was that in? I think it was the start of February. I went to that Down to Earth concert here, Gang of Youths, Tash Sultana, um, Thelma Plum, and just thinking about all those people in the Sydney Maya Music Bowl that just would be empty now. That was a sold out show, and thinking even about that at half capacity still feels like a lot of people. I also feel like I was playing pretty loose and fast with my health before the pandemic. Like you go out and you touch yeah. everything and then you eat your food. Yeah. I mean, I wash my hands a lot. Like, you know, pre-COVID, I used to wash my hands a lot. Mm. And even now I'm thinking like, Jesus, like some of the stuff. I totally saw a kid uh, yeah. in the public toilet yesterday walk out without, without washing his hands. Was, he, was, was the child's parents present? Or when I say kid, I'm talking like probably 17, 18 year old. Oh, I was oh gonna, no. I was gonna say. Yeah. Did, you, did you just go... No, yeah, very, very loudly. I, I thought about saying something, but I'm like, Ugh, I feel like an old man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that basically wraps us up for the uh, conversation. Hey, Daniel. It sure diddly does. Anything you'd like to add, Jess, or plug, or what are you watching? What's good? No, just watch watch, your, watch hand. your fellow people who are in self isolation. Once they're finished, what's it called? Home restoration or something? Restoration, restoration Australia. That one. Get it once right, they, they finish that, what, what should they go on to next? Oh, everyone should watch Buffy. Oh I yeah, duh, duh. Go Sorry, that was rude, Buffy. but yeah. I haven't finished it yet, so no spoilers. Are you serious? I haven't finished it. Oh, Dan, come on. I mean, up until like a month um, ago, you hadn't finished it either, right, Jess? What? <laughs> no, like six months ago. Thank this you. is bullshit. Like <laughs> you've had yeah, no, twenty years. It. I know. Oh my god, so I've watched true. it so many times. Um, I've been busy. I've nearly finished. I've nearly finished Dexter. That's been my other one Ooh. that I've had on the go. Um, yeah, watched- I'm up to season seven. It's all downhill from here. Um, have you watched Veronica Mars? Yeah. Yes, I have. Okay, cool. Big fan. Big yep, fan. Great. Just watch Buffy. I think that's it. Yep. Everyone needs a superhero at the moment. You so heard it here I think first. She should be it. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be responsible. She'd socially yeah, distant, wear a mask. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, what about you, Dan? Anything you want to plug? Sure. Watch Search Party on Stan. Hey, I, I just said that. Oh, yeah. Well, I said, that. I said it on the air. It's good. It's a good show. I've, I'm like <laughs> almost in the first season. That's it. That's all we got for you. Uh, what about me? You, oh, fucking hell. You just said the one I said. Go. Oi. Nah. I don't know. Just stuff. I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to our lovely guest, Jess Dale. No problems, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's been great. I hope things get better over there soon so we can come. I can me come too. visit everybody over there. I would love that. That'd be nice. Or well, hopefully, you know... Things get better so you can see your family. That would be even better. I know. I hope so. But until I hope so. Then, Hopefully by my birthday in November, it'll all come around. If you like what you hear, head over to the Handshake Media Network and check out all the other great content on there. you got The Take. you got The Green Room with who? Big Neil G. And uh, yeah, head, <laughs> head over there and check out all the other great stuff. Lots of good stuff going on over there. Cool. I love it. Other than that, keep wearing their masks and um, watch Buffy. Just be nice to Bunnings people. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, guys.